Hey, Ben, will you still be my friend when football season's over? Uh, What we do on this podcast is purely transactional. I have never felt, nor will I ever feel, any signs of affection towards you. Okay, just checking. God bless. That's why I don't read the newspaper. Because it's garbage. This is a poker game. I'm shoving my chips to the middle of the table. I'm raising the ante. Anybody wants in, get in. Anybody wants out, get out. Winning isn't everything, but it's the only thing. In our business, there is no second place. Either your first or your last. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. There's too much money in my fucking hand. I can't hear you. Hello and welcome in, Fantasy Millionaire listeners, to the now championship weekend of this 2019-2020 football season in the NFL. We are the Fantasy Millionaires, and of course we're brought to you by Ask Hat Sports alongside me, as always, and new for this season for the first time in the same country, are Dusty Martin and Ben Sager. Ben, you're down in Los Angeles, which I think means the city of angels, mm-hmm. and the windy Dusty, city. you're the windy city right. of the angels. How are you doing, Ben, down in Los Angeles? Uh, I'm fine, Jamie. Uh, it's good to have you back uh, in this fair country of ours. You look a little European. Um, you, I was expecting you to come back and have like basically an accent, like my shape up from a couple weeks ago. I was expecting some sort of like Belgian accent, which I don't really know what that would be but um so far you sound like a nice red-blooded american so no surprises there yeah well the boots fit so i'm trying to wear them dusty you are in colorado what's going on my friend not much jamie good to hear your voice great to have you back in the states little disappointed with how you look when we sent you over there you were our milky friend jamie and now you are trim cut and handsome Um, you got like a jawline yeah, I know. Not, Why are you questioning? It's Why just, are you questioning? Well, I'm, you're, you know, it's just not really your role on the podcast. You're kind of the milky podcast. The, we can't light have... in this particular room. I think lights are different on how they project in the United States versus how they look in Europe. So I just look nice and you nice look, and clean cut. You look strung out. You look like you you've look, been ripping cigs. You look like yeah. you've been sucking a lot of dick for but like you know, in a handsome trace way. amounts of heroin. Yeah, but like on the yeah. upper end of that. Well, you know, it's a great way to stay in shape. So. Um, we are moving on to our structure of this podcast. Two games this week, guys, so not so much to talk about. So what we're going to do is we're going to try to not drift and talk about why we like every single guy in the slate. We're going to try to stick to the guys that we do like, in particular the guys that we like in our optimized lineup. So instead of doing that just at the end of this podcast, putting that lineup together, we're going to go through, we're going to start at each position for our listeners and we're going to tell them who we're playing and why we're playing them. And then we can talk a little bit about each individual guy as we move along. But as we start, as always, we're at the quarterback position where we are going to play Patrick Mahomes, who is our clear-cut number one, Ben. And you have some yep. reasons behind why you like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, well, I have some reasons that I brought to you guys earlier about how I think these game scripts are going to go. I've kind of been the game script guy on this podcast, so I think Tennessee does a really good job of slowing the ball down. Um, and so it's kind of you know it's kind of hard to take are parts. You, are, you, are you just you just you're just saying exactly what I said before the podcast? Yeah, I wow, mean, Jim. one I could think, interpret it. I think verbatim, like that, so like that's pretty awesome that you. And Green Bay's exactly. defense is looking a little bit better, so San Francisco might struggle. Um, just some tips that I kind of picked up 
through my Thanks, experience ben. in this industry. I'm uh, picking up what you're putting down. It's really but insightful. no, look, Patrick Mahomes, uh, our top favorite uh, quarterback. I had heard a lot of things about Patrick Mahomes. He had kind of like this late season slump. Um, and I, it's because a lot of defenses started playing zone coverage against him. Or no, man coverage against him. Uh, Patrick Mahomes used to be great against the zone. And then uh, I think a few weeks ago, teams kind of switched up their coverage, started playing man. And he was not performing as well as usual. So now, um, I guess they went back to the drawing board because he came out and put up 320 yards, five touchdowns last week against man coverage. And so this week... I mean, all systems go on Patrick Mahomes. He can play against any coverage. I think they got him going. They got him figured out. He's at home again. He's our clear-cut number one. Granted, he's going to be chalky, but two games slate, everyone's going to be chalky. So we're just going to roll with it. Yeah, Ben, I expect him at 50% ownership or above. Uh, he's been one of the few bright spots in my fantasy season. I've always said roll out Patrick Mahomes at the right times. Thank you. Thank you. No congratulations necessary, you. but appreciated. Uh, he's just too good not to play, and to be <clears throat> to be completely honest, I think this is the end of the road for the great run in Tennessee. Uh, I believe Kansas City is the favorite to win the Super Bowl. I think they're heavy favorites here for a good reason. You know, runs like Tennessee, they just tend to sputter out. As soon as that run game leaves them a little bit, it's going to fall on Tannehill, and that's all going to kind of fall apart, in my opinion, and... Kansas City's offense is a wagon, so all sorts of exposure to them on this tiny slate is fine by me. And that starts with the head honcho, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I think this is ultimately Andy Reid's Super Bowl season. Um, So I'm totally behind getting that narrative. It seems like a lot of sports recently have been all about new teams winning championships, uh, having some sort of narrative, uh, you know, the big fuck Bryce Harper narrative for the Washington Nationals most recently. And it's kind of just a fuck the haters narrative when Andy Reid goes in to Miami and wins the Super Bowl this year in three weeks' time. So I'm all over that. Tennessee are seven and a half point underdogs in this 53 over under contest here this weekend. But I think that Kansas City is going to just walk away with this game. Um, so, yep, I'm on board with everything you guys have said, and I think that Patrick Mahomes is going to be the reason. I think Tennessee and Mike Vrabel are going to try to make Dame Williams run the ball as much as possible. <clears throat> However, I don't really think that Kansas City has a lack of weapons. I think they have the opposite. I think they have all the weapons that they could possibly need. A plethora. Patrick Mahomes. A plethora. A pr- plethora, plethora of, yeah. of weapons for yep. him to deal with. And I honestly want to ignore the the questionable tag on Travis Kelsey that scared a lot of people, including this podcast, away from him last week. I think that he's going to spread the ball around, throw for a fuck ton of yards, and Pat- Patrick Mahomes, a.k.a. Kermit the Frog, is going to be worth that $7,700 price tag. Yep. Do you guys have anything else to say about that before we? Because if we go too much into Kansas City's offense, no, 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 we're going to lose them later on. Jamie, I just I want to stay in this quarterback position. I think there's one other guy that I think oh we will should, I, that I think you should play, and I think it's Tannehill. You know, fifty five hundred dollars if you want to pay down. I, I just think this game has the highest likelihood of shooting out. Um, our podcast is going to be in the camp of fading Derrick Henry, uh, which might backfire, but. On a two-game slate, you really need to get different. That's hard for you to say, that. Derrick Henry is going to be pushing 70 80% ownership. So in a tournament play, it's just the smart thing to do. Fade Derrick Henry, which means uh, they're going to have to score somehow. Um, Kansas City's uh, pass coverage has looked better, but I think at 5,500, Tannehill is not a bad punt play at the quarterback spot. So two yes, options Dusty. there, one high, one low, running backs. Dusty? 
Dusty, yeah, we good to move to running backs, Dusty? Yes, permission granted. If so, thank you for asking. We did just talk. We did just talk about Derrick Henry, but he's not in our lineup. We're going to start out with the two guys that are in our lineup, um, which are Tevin Coleman and his running mate Raheem Mustard. Oh yeah, Mustart, Mozart. Um, and Mostert was the guy that absolutely was tearing things up the last five weeks. He comes into last week, doesn't do much. Tevin Coleman, the guy who gets the ball at the goal line. Tevin Coleman with a massive price bump, guys. Something yep. I haven't seen in a long time in fantasy. Um, I don't know if it was the narrowing of the slate, but $2,200 price bump for a guy that fell off the face of the earth. Mm -hmm. Um, So it kind of looks like DraftKings is in a situation where they might know something that we don't, which is that he's going to have back-to-back tote numbers like he did this last week. He's going to have it again here against San Francisco. Ben, Dusty, I need some help with this Raheem Mustard situation Um, because Breda's in that backfield too, who obviously we tried to play last week in a a cute fashion, didn't work out. Uh, I stand by that play. However, how can we assure our fans that we know what we're doing with the San Francisco backfield or are we just throwing a dart? Jamie, listen, here's the move. You got to get creative when it comes to these <clears throat> to these two-game slates, and that is exactly what we're going to do. Matt Breda, on his last carry of the game, he's had fumble problems all year, fumbled on the last carry of the game, essentially the final nail in his coffin of playoff football, in my opinion. This is going to be a two-back backfield with Coleman and, Coleman and Mostert, and essentially what I want to do is build a super running back. I'd like to get exposure to both of them. San Francisco is going to ground and pound against Green Bay, and I think they will do so successfully i love kyle shanahan's zone running scheme and those two both being involved he'll ride the hot hand we'll hedge our bets a little bit hopefully they're both involved but i think breda is 100 percent out of the question which makes both of these guys a really appealing play to me i think coleman has a safety net ben which is really nice too people forget or at least you know we're here to remind people that tevin coleman is one hell of a catch uh, pass catching back so yeah. if this does turn into an opposite game script of what people think um, or what you know, what at least what the Vegas odds are showing, which is seven and a half point underdogs are the Green Bay Packers going into Levi Stadium with 46 and a half over under. Tevin Coleman will be in the backfield regardless. So whether he's getting the ball on the ground or he's receiving some checkdowns from his quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo, I think he's call. in a great spot. We're, and then Mostert at 4,300. We're kind of playing this like how you play roulette, you know. You put two bets on the first and second row. You leave the third row. You got a sixty-six percent chance of hitting if you hit. Pays two to one, three to one. Um, so that's kind of how we're doing it. We're fading that third row, which is Breda, and we're playing Mostert and Coleman. I actually think Mostert's the best play of the week. I mean, like you said, he has been the bell cow uh, throughout the season. Coleman kind of broke out out of nowhere. Um, I definitely don't think Coleman's production goes all the way down, but I think it kind of levels out. I mean, Mostert still got 12 touches last game. He just didn't do too much with it. So I love that stack, both those running backs. We're going to finally be right on San Francisco. Um, I'm going to say I'm going to throw out a fade. Um, I want to fade Damian Williams. We were right about him last week. Good on us. But it has been so touchdown dependent. In the past two weeks, he's had five touchdowns. And granted, he's putting up these huge stat lines. I mean, 30-point games. Um, I just see some regression coming. So 7,000 is going to be a fade for me, especially when, well, foreshadow, we're basically taking the entire Kansas City receiving core. Mm-hmm. Ben, I, I like that call. And we, we do need to talk a little bit more about the Derrick Henry fade. Derrick Henry and I, at this point, are essentially playing chicken. Uh, he keeps having 200-yard games. I keep, Is it gay chicken? I keep, it's close, and I keep fading him. 
and uh, he keeps winning, believe it or not. But uh, I am no coward, as all of our listeners know on this podcast. I'm actually known to be fairly brave. We're going to fade him again because there is still just more. <laughs> Don't laugh at that. <laughs> what, what? What? Okay. No, you're brave. I love it. Yeah. Keep going. So brave. You were doing great, Dusty. No, ben. No, see, look. No, Dusty, look, I didn't mean to make you feel that way. No, I don't I never, feel that. I never want to make you feel that way. <laughs> don't make me Don't make me make you feel like that way. Okay. The ownership of Derrick Henry scares me, is what scares me away the most. I think okay. that he obviously is in a great spot. Um, but I think that if Andy Reid's going to do it. I am Dusty, brave. I'm trying to get you out of this. <laughs> I know. You're There's brave. no, whoa, whoa, Jamie, don't, don't, don't put the narrative around this that I'm in a hole. I'm not in a hole. <laughs> I was saying I'm brave, and a lot of other, I was also just commenting that a lot of other people have commented on my courage before. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah, oh, we just and don't, that's we don't the part that the made. comments. I just I I was laughing at something unrelated. Okay, great. Totally. You unrelated. were you were laughing at the fact that there's two errands uh, in the backfield for the Green Bay Packers. Um, we played one of them last week. Actually, we yeah we played one um, of them last what? week. It was not the running back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the running back, Ben, and let's talk about his the, the guy right below him as well, or not, I guess, directly below him, but the guy a couple slots below him in his counterpart. So the Green Real Bay confusing. backfield. Right. What do we want to do here with Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones? Hard fades for me. San Francisco's Both. defense is just way too good. I, I think the only way Green Bay keeps up is through the arm of Aaron Rodgers, but even then, like that defense looked unstoppable last week. Um, highest scoring defense on the DraftKings board, but also just... You know, from general NFL football perspective, they just looked unstoppable. So, uh, hard fade for pretty much all of Green Bay for me. I think if you're going to take anyone, it'd be um, Devontae Adams just because he's, you know, such a machine out there. But other than that, definitely no running backs. Um, well, I, I am actually on the opposite camp as far as that's concerned, Ben. I think that Aaron Jones is the staple of what makes this offense tick. And I think they get him the ball early and often to give Aaron Rodgers some rhythm and open up the, the play-action game because of that secondary of the San Francisco 49ers. Now, we know their pass rush is really incredible, but if those guys have to wait even just a little bit longer to see if it's a run because Green Bay is committed to that at the first half of the game. I think that that's going to slow down those two pro ducks on the on the defensive line. I think they can they try. Get... They can try. Yeah, yeah, correct. I think that's the only way that Green Bay really get it going in a positive way in the second half <clears throat> is if, if they, they do commit it. to that run in the first half. Correct. So if we, if we play the if game, which you do with every one of these teams at this point in the season, because nobody knows anything about football at this point in the so season. So fucking true. Aaron Jones is the guy for me that I want because of the fact that Jamal Williams has now been back for several weeks, a healthy scratch the last week of the season, um, and he just hasn't done shit. So for me, the only guy that's going to get any touches in the backfield there is Aaron Jones. Um, After that, Dusty, lots of interesting plays near Matt Breda that just don't seem to merit a lot of value, Uh, and a couple fullbacks as well. Anybody else you want to talk about as we get further down this board towards almost the end? No, there's really nothing you could do down here. I've, if you're insane, you could pe- play a fullback and hope for some some fullback <laughs> dives into the end zone. But it's not for me. Uh, the Green Bay backfield's not for me. I actually see two shellackings coming up this weekend with Kansas City and San Francisco coming out on top. So that's sort of what is going to shape my narratives for the rest of this podcast. But uh, I, I think we're good to move on to to wide receiver. Yeah, so that's what we'll do. We'll move on to wide receiver where the guy who looked like he looked like he, nobody was guarding him because of maybe the zone defense by the by Seattle and also the fact that 
as the narrative I've continued to run by this podcast week in and week out was that Seattle's secondary was an absolute dumpster fire. Devontae Adams, guys, freakish week last week. Um, caught two two deep touchdown passes from our guy Aaron Rodgers. That stack definitely worked, although Patrick Mahomes' Kelsey stack blew up the week last week. Devontae Adams is at the top of the board, but we're not playing him. We are, Ben, playing the two Kansas City receivers at the top of the board, which is Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins, paired what? with A.J. Brown, the number one receiver for your guy Ryan Tannehill. So we're coming out. And playing some of these top guns, Watkins obviously being the the kind of the deep threat, not necessarily seen a lot of volume the last few weeks. Certainly a punt play as far as this this lineup's concerned, being our third lowest on the board. Ben, open us up with Tyree Kill and spin a narrative for us to <sighs> like him after he endured uh, a, a performance that included a fumble last week uh, in that atrocious opening half for the Kansas City Chiefs, or at least opening quarter. Uh, and then also move into your guy, Sammy what? Watkins. Yep. Uh, Jamie, look, 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 listen. Uh, I'll be really honest with you guys. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. Uh, Tyreek Hill, he's not been very good. Um, but he is good. And so that's why we're playing him. Mm-hmm. Two games mm-hmm. slate. Got to get different somehow. I'm not Sounds saying he's right going to have low ownership, but he'll have lower ownership than Devontae Adams. He'll have low, lower ownership than Travis Kelsey, even though we're also playing him. But I think it's a good play. I mean, it's just obviously he's the type of guy who can go out and score you 40 points on any given week. So why not this week? Um, Devontae Adams, I, I, I just think the wide receiver position in general is where you're going to find most of your value this week. The running back spot, it just seems like those matchups are a little too tough. Um, so Devontae Adams, uh, I think, is a great play for paying up a wide receiver. Um, if you just look at, you're basically paying for consistency. I mean, if you just look at what he's done throughout the season, it's like you're kind of guaranteed 20 points. Especially the second half of the season, he's been a freak. Though I think it's five touchdowns the last six games, something like that. It's been nuts. I mean, and just the yardage and the receptions and the targets. He's like a, it's like the, he's like Michael Thomas and Drew Brees connection. Very similar. Correct. Um, Correct. I know. And then the only other, the only other place that I really want to go on the wide receiver board outside of Kansas City. Um, would be San Francisco, uh, but it's really hard to pick between, I guess, those three, Kittle, Sanders, and Samuels. Um, I think Samuels probably is the highest ceiling. He's coming off of a pretty bad game, so I'd lean towards him. Um, but, Dusty, this is, you know, uh, Sanders is kind of your territory. You got the whisper for him, so uh, what do you think? Uh, I, I don't know. I'd stay away from, from the San Francisco wide receivers just because I believe their bread and butter has been running the ball, so I like the exposure that our lineup has to them. I lean towards wanting to go towards the wide receivers in the Tennessee-Kansas City game because I see a lot of deep shots in that game. Whenever I close my eyes and picture a Chiefs home game, I just see bombs. I just see bombs all over the field with Mahomes and then the other team scrapping and clawing from behind. So with that being said, I love Tyreek Hill, a little bit lower ownership, but what he could do to a slate is obviously appealing. We're just trying to be a little bit different. I like Sammy Watkins. He's a deep threat as well. We just got to hope and pray for the volume. And then actually on the other side of that ball, guys, I like A.J. Brown. Uh, Kind of have become an A.J. Brown stand here in the playoffs. He has been very quiet in the first two weeks, 1.4 and 2.8 points respectively. That's led to a price drop, hopefully an ownership drop. But we're not going to give up on him because this is the first game where any way you slice it, Tennessee needs A.J. Brown. Uh, Kansas mm-hmm. City's actually done fairly well against top-tier wide receivers this season, but A.J. Brown has to step up. 
He's young, but the Titans are not going to be able to run the ball all freaking game because the Kansas City offense is too explosive. So I like getting some exposure to the Titans' wide receiver, their top wide receiver, even though I expect them to not be winning this game at any point. Well, also, you look at the matchups that A.J. Brown's had. Or the last two games, I mean, before the last two games, he, he went on that run and he kind of came into everyone's radar. Um, and that's, you know, that's when people started playing him. The last two games, New England and Baltimore, really, really tough secondaries. And mm-hmm. I agree with you, um, Kansas City has been playing better um, in the, with their secondary, but I think this is a week where he gets back on track. Jamie. What else yeah. do you like? Well, we saw what we saw. DeAndre Hopkins found a lot of pockets last week, and so did um, not Will Fuller. Sorry, Kenny, Kenny Stills last week. I think for me, the narrative this week, as far as receivers are concerned, is I want to repeat what happened uh, in the past weeks because I don't think the secondaries can adjust that quickly. So for me, the San Francisco 49ers have Debo Samuel, who is very similar type receiver towards. Uh, a Tyler Lockett, and I believe that he's going to find the gaps in between that Green Bay secondary that Lockett did, and Lockett had a great week last week in that playoff game coming from behind, which is what um, you know you guys are expecting from Green Bay. And then on the other side of the ball, the reason why I really, really like, um, it's not the other side of the ball, the other game, A.J. Brown as well, is that DeAndre Hopkins found some holes in that Kansas City secondary, so I'm ready to target those again, guys. Um, But for me, as Ben mentioned, the toughest part of this board and where people are going to win big money is are you playing a guy like Tajay Sharp? Are you playing a guy like Marquez Valdez-Scantling with uh, Lazard and Allison beat up? Are you playing a guy like Hardman? Mm -hmm. Um, And if you're not, are you playing the right top-tier guys? So I don't know if you guys have any other names before we move on to the Wispy Whisperers at the tight end position. But for me, I think you can pretty much take a punt play at any of those low valued guys and hope they get in the end zone and maybe you know stir it up a little bit but for me and what we're trying to do and based on the fact that we have this salary and we're able to plug in the guys that we like I don't think we're going to pay for anything below 4000 and that's for mm. good reason on everybody that we've mentioned. Jamie, the only thing to mention when it comes to that 4000 range is just keep an eye on the Green Bay secondary wide receiver positions. <clears throat> Whoever slots in behind Devontae Adams, however those injury reports shake out, that could open up some value if Lazard and Allison don't play. Maybe Valdez scaling becomes more appealing if it's just not Lazard, it could be drip drop Allison. So that's that's the only low drip value drop. that's actually One, worth two, keeping females. an eye on. At the same, same damn time. Damn time. And guys, I'm going to take us into the tight end position because this is the first time we've ever just been able to play the entire top tier of the board. That can never be said, but I'll, I'll just go ahead and say it right now. We're playing Kittle yep. and Kelsey, and that's fun. We're playing Kittle and Kelsey. Kittle, Kittle and Kelsey. A little KK action uh, on this oh. podcast. Guys, <laughs> Dis- we're one letter Disavow. away from some serious Disavow. fire. Um, Disavow. <laughs> play with fire. No. Correct. Kelsey, though, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, uh, not at all worried about his questionable tag based on what happened this last week. They're giving him drugs. They're doing something there to get him locked and loaded and win yep. Andy Reid a championship. Uh, and then moving down the board, actually, I mean, a guy that's, that had a in a very explosive season the year before. Mm. Uh, they've been a little beat up this year, and they've actually been in leading games and playing just some ugly games, leaning on their defense. But I think that when it comes to big-time moments, big-time players show up, and Kittle is just a big-time receiver. Uh, he's a great you hear you hear over and over again the I think it's the CBS broadcast team is with the NFC if I'm if I'm speaking correctly but they talk about how great of a blocker George Kittle is down the field when receivers get open for those running backs yeah it's great but what has George Kittle been great at doing 
as he's developed as a top-tier wide receiver, tight end in the NFL. It's been through catching the football, and I think he's going to show up really big in this game, guys. And I think it would be remiss to not have him in our lineup. Remiss. No, I think Jamie had it right. No, he didn't. There's, Well, he might have. I actually don't know. I'm, But this podcast, I'm going remiss. So, George that Kittle, yeah, for me. One, right. of the best, one of the best plays. But, um... Remiss. It's like you miss. Is there anybody else? Like is I there any low? If, okay, let's just say for the sake of arguments, you say you're, you're remissing you it. Yeah, twice. Is that a word too to remiss somebody? Remissed again? No, remiss is a word. You're right. I think we're missing the point of this uh, this, <laughs> this, this tight end conversation. There he is, guys. Johnny Smith, Johnny Smith's really <laughs> the one guy, really young and the very one guy solid, that I like. Who do we want to play? Yes, you yeah, fuck yourselves, low. Johnny Smith. Yeah, bottom, I'm in. Me too. Look. 9.2 points, not bad for $3,400, but he left a lot of points on the table. They were targeting him a lot. He had some drops. I think he's still a really solid option at that price. If we could go three tight ends, I'd tell totally Oh, yeah. All day. Lock it in. That'd I'd go four with Jimmy Graham. No, Jimmy Graham Ooh, sucks. Am I the yeah, Jimmy Graham sucks and is old. Yeah, you're right. Uh, anyway, also a ginger. Also a ginger, Ben. Oh yeah, yep. Is he closet ginger? Yeah, which I, no, which is why closet ginger is super. Which super is why well, it was weird that you wanted well, to play him last weird. week. Well, I mostly just have a thing against ginger quarterbacks, but yeah, ginger tight ends are also weird. I guess ginger running backs are, and ginger so, wide receivers are pretty weird. Yeah, are there any gingers that aren't weird? Like <laughs> when you get a sushi, you like, do you eat ginger when you take when you eat sushi? No, that's the weirdest ginger. If you eat ginger with your sushi, you can go fuck yourself. What? I really? fucking love, I love ginger. Yeah, I'll no, eat that shit. That, dude, the, you're not going to get the taste of the sushi. You're just going to have ginger in your mouth for the next month. So, guys, we're playing the Packers Good defense uh, this week, and that's going to allow us to continue this riff that you guys have going on here and work riff. us into our first segment mm. and kind of the funnest part of the podcast for everybody. We did gingerly uh, which transition. Which is our, our shape up. Uh, continue the ginger conversation if you guys so, so please. But Dusty, nothing to clear the sinuses better than that. And I, you know me as, a, not the as point an early morning podcaster sushi. with cats. I love having clear sinuses. If your Look, best Dusty. selling point for ginger is that it clears your sinuses, then I'm not sold. And your palate, your palate and your sinuses are. Well, ready you're not for trying to clear your palate. You're eating it with sushi. You're trying no, to get no, all. You, you're trying you, to. You, See, Dusty, let me explain this to you. I, I know that you're coming out of college. You may not have a very sophisticated palate or go to nice restaurants often. Do they even have Colorado sushi? Is there sushi in Colorado? Ben? Yeah, do they get fish out there? Can you confirm? <clears throat> anyway, um, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to eat the ginger in between bites of sushi um, so you get the full taste of the sushi. And then you clear really? it out with the ginger. Yeah. So I didn't know that. Um, yeah. Well, I wouldn't expect you to. We're all. This is a learning. This is a learning area for a lot of people. Well, not only our fans. Don't I feel foolish? Podcast. Don't I feel well, foolish? I'm glad I have a douchebag. I'm glad I have those, a douchebag LA friend who who knows the well, rules of eating sushi. Especially with those uh, cords coming out of your earbuds, that must be don't, pretty embarrassing. Don't for you. put bad images and listeners. That's a lie. I'm wearing they're, AirPods. Like a, don't do like that. Tangled too far. Cord. Too far. He actually has far. another set that's, of headphones tangled into the ones That's not he's comedy. Wearing. That's too far. I'm wearing AirPods. I'm fine. <laughs> God. All right, I take it back. I redact that. 
Okay. I don't yeah. want to put you I'm, with those. I'm hand up, hand up on the ginger and the sushi together. thing. I didn't know that's what you did with the ginger. Uh, I would like but, to say if anyone's putting wasabi on their sushi, we've got issues. You can put it in the soy yeah, sauce, I maybe. Do that too. I do agree. I you do put agree. it on your Dusty, sushi? Dusty, let me be really honest with Dude. you. That's what you're supposed to use ginger for, but I put the ginger on my sushi. So, you know. Okay, well, your credibility, your credibility is gone. I, I've is got a lot of gone. life rules, and I live by none of them. So We should probably go to Japan and get cultured at some point soon, guys. Um, Can't get cultured in Japan. We'll do that with our million dollars after we go to Jackson Hole. We'll book a trip straight to Tokyo. That's where you get guys, culture. we are into our Shape Up portion of the podcast. I have quite a bit to rift about. So this could last a while, which is awesome. <laughs> um, Uh-oh. I'm, just, I'm back in America. I'm back in America, and I have a lot of shit that I, that, you know, I need to clean the gutters out. Um, you were texting us So I don't know if you lot. guys want me to start or you guys want something else. Sounds like so, you want to like, start. Yeah. I am totally happy to start with um, the fact that Wi-Fi is just not everywhere. Uh, that's a huge shape up for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that Wi-Fi is not everywhere is amazing because Wi-Fi is has to do with satellites, I'm pretty sure. Um, Sounds right. And so there's satellites orbiting the entire Earth, but there's not Wi-Fi everywhere. No, no, no. And I just am not sure I understand how that works. Um, Wi-Fi comes yeah, out of the ground. I'm pretty like sure – well, Jamie, I'm pretty sure that's like what a cell phone network is. A cell phone network is like the big Wi-Fi. Sure. So then, why do you not? Have, that's what I, that's all I mean. So if I can have LTE on the ground, why can't I have LTE in in the air? That would actually be. I'd actually technically be because that's dangerous for flights. Satellite, right? Well, you can get Wi-Fi on your plane if you aren't poor. That, so then, what's the difference? Yep. No, that's not true. Because the last flight I was on, they their Wi-Fi was broken. They 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 said that mm, nobody could have Wi-Fi. You were on a poor flight. You were on a poor flight. You were on an eleven-hour flight with no Wi-Fi. Was no there Wi-Fi. movies? I had to read a book for an there hour. There weren't movies? There were four movies, and three of them I was not going to watch. Were you on Aer Lingus? What the fuck is this airline? <laughs> yeah, flying hey, Spirit guys. Airlines, like skimming the water all the way across? Hell no. Don't put Spirit Airlines in my water. What? I'm never going <laughs> to drink that. That's not. Don't pour that into my cup. My listeners know I'm better than that. Well, what was it? Um, it was a German airline. Oh, okay. was it well, yeah. uh, Lufthansa? Lufthansa. Lufthansa was Dude, the small one, Lufthansa and then it was Condor on the way home. Damn. No, Lufthansa was fine. I did that for a two-hour ben flight, and then I got on a Condor airlines. flight, and it sucked. Yeah, so kind Wi-Fi, an and it's not just about it's Don't. not just about the airlines. It's more about just why is there Wi-Fi not everywhere? When the you best, go down into your basement, why why does your Wi-Fi worse? Like, yeah, the further you away Wi-Fi you are, everywhere. that that also doesn't make sense. Well, it comes from a router, and the further away you are from the router, the less you have. So if you go to like like you know, like Palo Alto has citywide Wi-Fi because they're they're really wealthy. Um, yeah, some some European countries. So that means there has to be just like a massive router somewhere. Well, here's an idea. Here's like a legit idea. What if everyone's like, "Hey, let's combine Wi-Fi's," because everyone's got a Wi-Fi in their house, and if you just Correct. open up the Wi-Fi to everyone, then then you could just go. You could just go. You just walk down the street, you'd be switching Wi-Fis, and you'd never know the difference. Look, Josie, thanks for the pre-idea to my better idea. That was cute. But what if they put, like, a small router in your phone? And so then everybody is just, like, making the Wi-Fi network everywhere. Stronger. It's just all... Isn't isn't that what is in your phone? Like, it's just... Then why is it not everywhere? (laughs) 
Dusty, wait, why is it not everywhere? <laughs> Quick story. Dusty and I were on a car ride back from uh, this place, and the woman driving the car made us put our phones in airplane mode because <laughs> the currents that were going through our phone were giving her a headache. That's a that's a true story. That actually happened. Somebody actually thought that, that our phones were giving her a headache. She could like hear it. I actually Googled it, and it's apparently a real thing. <laughs> but, you know. Really? Is it, though? I'm, I'm going to... Uh, but yeah, how do I'm you sense that? Because I've never sensed that. agree against that. Well, you don't have the yeah. disease. You don't have, you don't have uh, electrosensitivity. Does her head just fucking ring when she's on the phone with somebody? <laughs> I don't... Yeah, I don't know how you'd ever... Like, what, when you're walking through an airport, wouldn't you just, like, die? Yeah, I think so. Just have a migraine so bad for like a split second that. You're well, she is Canadian, so they just take canoe everywhere. Oh, um, was she so sorry she that you had to turn off your phone? She was. She actually was. I think she <laughs> said she, she was, was sorry. Very, she was very polite about it. If I mean, like, <laughs> if we're being completely honest, credit to her. And she gave us. I was going to say she you gave guys us. Hold on. Told the other we, person yeah, we have to, We do. Have, in, to be fair, we have to tell the other side of the story. Very lovely Canadian couple gave us a ride for free to the airport, um, uh, and we're just super accommodating the whole way. <laughs> Kind of so. left that out on purpose, so. <laughs> Classic. But that Classic. one moment where she told me to get off my phone, <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah. ruined I the whole thing. I can't wait. I wish our Canadian friends were as nice as those those two Canadians that you guys ran into. Well, these two fucked and made Richard, so you know Richard. <laughs> yeah, they're. Oh. Yeah, yeah. They're, it's actually Richard's parents. So shout uh, okay, out. Okay, of course. Shout out to uh, well, the Well, they made, you know, they made Satan as an offspring, so. <laughs> Something's wrong. <laughs> Shout out to Richard. Love you, Richard. Lots um, of inside jokes. Guys, you guys got either one of, either one of you have any other shape ups? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Podcast. No. Alright, this happened last night. Uh sister's boyfriend. Um we're all hanging uh, around. Uh shape up to anybody who says any basketball player's name aside from Kobe when throwing a piece of garbage into a trash can. That is stolen yeah. valor. He said LeBron is... when throwing. Like, it he doesn't even LeBron? roll off the tongue. Yeah. That's weird. And then we got into this big, this big guy who's like, what, you don't like LeBron? Like, Kobe's such, like, a bad person. Like, he did all those bad things. So I was like, yeah, but have you seen, like, LeBron's social media, those Taco Tuesday posts? Like, that, oh. anything Kobe does just pales in comparison to those. I mean, it's just you lose all street cred if you're not yelling Kobe when you, like, jump into somebody for the foul and then throw your, your napkin in the trash. Like, that's just how it is. That's how it – I don't know. He, right. he probably had – he's got some issues if he's saying LeBron. I won't go into that. Thank you. But. I'll, tell, I'll talk to my Wait, sister Did he body you and, like, uh, you know, run you over when he was going to do it? Because that sounds a lot more like LeBron, <laughs> That'd than, be LeBron. Than, than a majestic right. Kobe shot. He held it, took 20 steps, and then uh... – Dunked it and pounded his chest. You're out around. He dunked it. He did. He didn't even shoot it. No, no. He shot it. It was a good shot. He made it. So credit to him. But that credit should have gone to Kobe Bryant. Um, you know, one could um, say that maybe you know okay. he channels his better basketball ability through the player that he you know imagines himself being like more than anybody else. So well, you know, I almost, I almost can't stand on your on on your court on this one, Ben, and say that I stand stand by you. I think, well, you know, okay. You got to channel whatever your inner no, you know, no, no, spirit no. animal is, no, and no, for no. him, it was, it was that's like, stolen valor. That is stolen valor. Look, Kobe is he's not the best basketball player of all time. You got Michael Jordan, you got LeBron, and then like maybe even KD and then Kobe, whatever it is, maybe Magic, whatever. Let Kobe have the trash can in the basketball. All right, he won I got a, a great question for you, Ben. All right, I what? got a great question yeah. for you. You can't Kobe great catch a question. break. This is, gonna, this is a really great question okay. for you. Um, so 
when you're playing backyard LeBron football and you catch the ball. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. When you're playing backyard, I'm tr- turning this to football, something you know something about. Okay, yeah. Football, when you I catch a, a, a ball, when you catch a ball and you're, you, you catch it over somebody's head and you're like, yo, you just got mossed, right? Like Randy Moss. Yeah. If you did that and the, if someone did that and they said, yo, Julio, you just got Julio'd, would you be mad that they said they got Julio? Yeah, no, it's a similar – it's whoever did it first, you know, and Kobe yeah. was the first person to ever make respect Respect basket, the people so. who came before. Wow, I thought you'd be in the Julio camp and be be like, that's fine to say that it's no, a Julio no, no. thing you got to respect the people who came before you. So then he divulged and he was like, well, what if I say Jordan? And then – I proceeded to tell the whole room the conspiracy about how Michael Jordan like got his father killed through his bookies gam- and his gambling debts, and they did yeah. not like hearing that. Very relatable. Right. And we were in a hospital, <laughs> and there were EMTs there, and listeners. one of them was from Chicago, and he was a big Michael Jordan fan, and he did not like me telling him that. So. Nothing like a, nothing like a you know... Something to ruin a first time look, somebody. Look, the timing added up. He owed a lot Very of people a lot of money, and uh, his father got shot in North Carolina. So, Never you know. do the math. Dusty, what do you got for us, Dust? <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I was checking my phone during that conversation. I just heard the last. Uh, no, I'm wondering if you got to shape up. Oh, yeah, I got one. I got one. Besides um, your attention span. Oh, got him. <laughs> hurtful. Hurtful. Okay. Uh, my shape up is for unathletic meat eaters. Uh, you heard that correct. <laughs> Let me say Careful. the line. Careful. You heard that correctly. Uh, I am. I'm now plant based. I'm based on plants. Uh, I watched the documentary. And you're saying you're not athletic? No, 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 no. I watched the documentary on Netflix that said if you give up meat, you essentially become a super athlete. And I am in that process right now. About I'm about uh, 16 days in. Being based on plants, and I've already you, noticed my my athletic ceiling raising. Uh, what about you your say good on me? I was gonna say, what about your height ceiling raising? Make you a better athlete. <laughs> so hurtful. I'm waiting for him to say good on me before I transition into the next thing. Yeah, I, I mean, if you, if you want to compliment me, now would be a, a fine time. All right, good on you, Dusty. Proud of you. Yeah, good on you, guys. My second shape up of the week <laughs> Thank is you. pretty cool. It's more of a, it's more of a cool thing. Um, cooler than cooler it's, than me changing my diet. Dusty, not gonna lie, it's, it's pretty lame. Yeah, it's not that fun. I don't recommend it. <laughs> you start hugging trees next. Uh, yeah, uh, meat is murder. Me, my shape up is, I guess, I'm changing Animals it from time zones to clocks in uh, to clocks in airports. Shape up time zone slash clocks in airports. You know, I was getting on an airplane the other day about seven, eight in the morning, and some guy was crushing beers at one of the uh, one of the restaurants in the like. And I got on the plane and it was like nine, ten in the morning. Some dude ordered four beers directly from the first uh, bar service. We got on the plane four four beers, and you started crushing them. When you're in the air or when you're flying somewhere that probably has a different time zone than you. Clocks don't exist. You can it's it's five o'clock essentially everywhere. If you want to drink right. a beer, drink a beer. I if you want to you know you want to get loaded, get loaded. Shape up the people that don't believe that that's okay. Yep, I like that a lot. Um, yeah, enough. I'm said. accepting. I'm accepting right. of that's everyone. It. Yeah, that's it. Uh, and my last one, just before you guys oh, can okay, can wow. finish up. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I got. Three. Sure, it's rare. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, 
Um, nice. People who shut down their lives based on the elements uh, outside. Oh. People who totally shut down their lives. So a little bit of snow. Let's say uh, uh, a tornado warning, hurricane warning, and you you know you pack up your family and you <clears throat> leave right. town. Yeah, Soft. you don't do that. You, you're consummate pros. You get on. You get on your computer, you look up fantasy statistics, you look up tendencies, you look up analytics, and you put a million-dollar lineup out there for the people. Oh, you're doing this right now. Stop doing that because there's oh, some snow outside. You're talking okay. about yourself. So now you want me to say good on you. Jamie lives... And you guys can finish the shape-ups. I'm done talking. Jamie lives in southern Oregon. There is a light snow coming down. Two to three inches. It's and people are stopping their lives. <laughs> two to no, three great. inches? No, it's more than that, Dusty. It's actually it actually is more than that. But um, okay, well, good. I yeah, mean, totally good on soft. you. I don't know. Dusty you guys are. F- I, I took my car soft. and went and did donuts. You guys are I'm having the time of my life. When it rains in Southern California, I'd like shut it down. Like, yeah, actually, it's in, different. I was there when it rained and I got very nervous, which which was weird. I was with you. Um, yeah, I've got one more shape up. It's a uh, shape up. Any football stadium that seats less than a hundred thousand people, I just That's a lot. I know, but every a football, t- football stadium. <clears throat> I know, Not but people. every That's single also a lot of people. Okay, no fucking shit, Jim. Every single time <laughs> somebody comes, one of the announcers says like, "And there are sixty-five thousand people in the crowd." And like, I've heard yeah. that Ann Arbor <clears throat> seats a hundred. It's like that's barely anybody. Like, I'm very underwhelmed by sixty-five. Yeah, they kind of ru- so, kind of ruined you. Right. Yeah. I've had the top notch, and now I'm getting some some like fours and fives in terms of football stadiums, and I'm just not interested. So, yeah, that's I, tough. I, I mean, hundred thousand is just a cool number. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't it. know how when you're building a football stadium and you're the guy in charge, that's not the number you're shooting for. I don't know how you that stop at be. seventy. You're like, this is fine, pretty good, right? coward yeah especially these ones from building from the ground up they cost a billion dollars just put in a few extra seats put in some standing this is bad this is bad radio but i'm gonna look up the raiders stadium in vegas and uh find out how many look up the rams too yeah because you know what honestly if you're building uh, the old ones that maybe i'll understand because you know sports are always growing Sixty-three thousand in in in, in oakland coliseum in oakland coliseum so um they don't even play baseball there anymore True. Uh, Allegiant Stadium, 65,000. It's called Allegiant? Like the fucking airline? Like the oh, airline yeah, sponsored by the airline. Oh, yeah, sponsored by the airline. Oh, how yeah. does that airline can't even afford, like, tray tables? How can, how can they afford a football stadium? That's because they're they're smart and they're putting all their money into football, just like mm-hmm. us. Bingo. All right. Actually, I dig it. Come on, Ben. Invest yeah, in Allegiant totally stock. Totally a great, a great narrative. Dusty, do you have any more shapes? No. Oh. I feel like my first one landed perfectly, so I think we just do our lineup. Great. And so, guys, it's been really fun. It's been a great season. Um, we'll be back. We start. We'll be don't back. Don't start. Sweet. We have our sweet podcast coming up in the next two weeks. That is going to be a load of fun. I will obviously tell you guys that we're betting on heads immediately for the coin toss. So do not we'll, argue we'll with talk. me. We'll talk. We'll talk. Our lineup reads <laughs> I'm going to have to crunch such, some numbers on that one. The optimized Dusty. lineup for the Fantasy Millionaires. This lineup is like all red. Did you notice that? No, I, I don't have the pictures of. That's thrilling. There's only two not red people. Oh, that makes me almost want to tweak it, but that's exciting. That's inner Atlanta Falcons coming out. Our quarterback one for Optimized Weekend lineup. That is the championship weekend in football. Patrick Mahomes, he's 7,700. Kansas City. 
running back one. He's fifty seven hundred. He is the one half of our two headed monster. It's Tevin Coleman. Running back two. I'm gonna take my lock of the week. Raheem oh. Mostert, forty three hundred. And my lock of the week is our wide receiver two. It's AJ Brown out of Tennessee. He's fifty two hundred. And my lock of the week is wide receiver one. He's seventy two hundred. Don't Google his past. Tyreek Hill. Uh, wide receiver three, forty six hundred dollars. This is Samuel Watkins. Watkins. Our tight end one. Because we're using two, because we're the fantasy millionaires, and because we fucking want to, is Travis Kelsey. Comes in with a questionable tag. However, he's going to be a steal at 7,100, stacked with all the other Chiefs we have in this lineup. And our other tight end. Our other tight end won, because he is also top tier. 5,800. It's Kittle. And rounding out our lineup, it's the fucking Packers over there. $2,400. Guys, this is the last official slate for us this season, and it's been really nice. Do you guys have any other shout-outs before you say hello to my mother and we sign off on this podcast? Just keep toning that ass, Rock. Yeah. Tone that ass. You are the reason we do it. God bless. God bless. God bless. God bless.